Be free, it's the Bcast with Amber Miller, Sarah Godey, and Monica Steely. For more resources and information related to today's episode, please visit www.bestillbefree.com. Hello and welcome to the Bcast. My name is Amber Miller and I'm here with Monica Steely and Sarah Godey. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hi. I'm so happy to be here with you today. Um, we are on week two of our series, Be Well and Thrive. Last week, we were able to share a lot of personal stories in reference to being well and what that looks like and um, what, it, what does it even mean to thrive. It was a great week, and we're really excited today because we have a very special guest with us. Tracy Hurst is joining us. Welcome, Woo-hoo. Tracy. Hey, I'm so glad to be back with you ladies. <laughs> we are so happy to have you. Thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. And are you thriving today, may I ask? Well, yes. <laughs> at, at least a little. Yeah. We haven't really had enough coffee to call it thriving, but, you know, we're, we're getting there. <laughs> okay, so Tracy, what, tell us what you're going to be talking about today. Well, you know, I know you girls have covered this, but God wants us to thrive. And, I mean, we see it throughout Scripture, don't we? Isaiah 40, mm-hmm. he talks, we can run and not be weary. In Romans 8, he talks, he calls us overcomers, John 10, 10, that, that Jesus died to give us abundant life. But what I see as a professional counselor is one of the things that keeps us from, from thriving is depression. And, you know, depression has become the common cold of men. And believe it or not, it's one out of three women hmm. are right now struggling or one day will struggle with depression in their lifetime. Well, I um, wanted to interject really quickly that part of the reason that we wanted to have you back, Tracy, is because she did the Be Healthy Part 1 and Part 2 with us um, yes. several months ago. And we talked about depression just a little bit and were so intrigued by the things that you had started to say that we all had said to ourselves, we need to have yeah. Tracy on just to talk about depression. <laughs> we did. And so when we talked about the series Be Well and Thrive, it was just kind of a no-brainer because of exactly what you just said. One in three women will be diagnosed as having having depression. And that blew us away. So we're so excited to have you here Mm -hmm. to go much deeper for this week and next week about depression. Yeah. You know, depression is one of those things that we're starting to understand in our culture, but there's still so much information. And that's my, I know my heart and your heart is what is depression? And, you know, it affects over 20% of our population. And let's just go ahead and say this, that depression can wipe out the strong. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the Bible, ladies, right? We have three examples. I just think of off the top of my head, King David, right? I mean, you read the Psalms and he lamented, yet he always kept his hope in God. We've got Elijah who had a huge victory. He just defeated the prophets of Baal. And yet then he went underneath the tree and he literally prayed, Lord, I'd have had enough. Take my life. Then we have Paul, and he talks about in 2 Corinthians 1 8, where he was under so much pressure and all the tribulation he endured. And so he literally says, We despaired even unto our life. And so mm-hmm. depression 
can wipe out the strong. And literally, it almost wiped me out at the age of 15. Wow. Yeah, I because of the abuse I endured and just the rejection um, and, you know, the story of my past by the age of 18, I was clinically depressed, but they didn't diagnose that back then. Now we're more aware and um, have understanding. I was also suicidal. And so when I help my clients with depression, I've been there and I have been one of those statistics, but I can also say there's great hope and healing. Amen. Amen to that. So a question that I would have, I, I struggled early in my thirties, whether I was having a physical issue or a depression issue. And I think a lot of women don't really know what depression is. How is it defined? What does it look like? Because we look at some women and we like, well, I'm not like them. And I think there's different levels. Maybe you could tell us if I'm wrong on that, but if you could just maybe make it a little more clear for us. So we know what that really looks like. Yeah, there are different levels. And I think that's a great place for us to start is what, how do we define depression? And my favorite definition is by uh, Dr. Menrith and Dr. Meyer. And it is this depression is anger turned inward. Mm. You see, as women, we tend to feel anger, pain, disappointment, and we pull it within ourselves where men often will feel anger and disappointment and they will get it out and harm others. So depression harms us. When we are verbally abusive, it harms others. But depression, again, is pulling it in. Another definition by John and Paul Sanford is depression is a condition in which our personal spirit has died Mm -hmm. to its capacity to sustain the full the person fully, either emotionally or physically, where death of a spirit's capacity to function completely, death would be the result. And then French Shields, he's a great psychologist. He says that depression, it's an overwhelming feeling of sadness, anxiety, hopelessness, and it's usually accompanied with anger, fear, and guilt. And so what what we know and what we would all agree on is depression attacks our mind, our body, and our spirit. So all three have to be addressed. Can you tell us a little bit about what depression looks like if you're experiencing depression in your body? Like maybe you don't, you're not consciously aware that you're depressed, but maybe there's some physical um, ramifications. Yeah. So with depression, what happens a lot is, first of all, you begin to feel fatigued. You begin to lose interest in the things that used to bring you joy. Uh, Sleep is impacted, whether you're not sleeping enough or you're sleeping too much. There's typically a shift in your weight. Again, it can go either way, weight gain or weight loss. But the concentration part, as you mentioned, Monica, that's the part Um, that we see a lot. So depression begins to impact your work. And the thing I want to say, too, as a Christian, we are depressed when we can no longer read the Bible and it impact our heart, you know, and so we literally cannot feel God. We can't hear from him. And so depression's kind of like a slow breakdown of a car. 
you know, it happens slowly, but eventually the check engine light's going to come on and you have to get help. And that's why I'm glad we're doing this program today is basically before you get to the place where depression is severe, let's get the help we need now. Mm, absolutely. So, so true. Absolutely. Tracy, what causes depression? Well, there's so many different things, but some of them, of course, is there's genetic predisposition. You know, if there is depression or anxiety or fear in your family line, that can, you know, absolutely open you up more to depression. Irrational thinking, which I know you and I, we have talked a lot about, but when we think wrongly, it brings that anxiety. And Proverbs 12, 25 tells us anxiety in the heart of man causes depression, Mm -hmm. but a good word makes it glad. I mean, the Bible clearly tells us that anxiety, which stems out of irrational thinking can cause depression. One that I've personally experienced this summer is loss. Mm -hmm. You know, when we lose someone that we love, um, grief is normal and healthy. But if, if we're not careful and we don't allow ourselves to grieve properly, it can lead us to a long-term depression. Yeah. Um, disappointment and unfulfilled dreams. You know, you hear people talk Mm -hmm. about the midlife crisis. That's what we're talking about here. And I've seen myself and even my husband go through this where you think you should be further along. You thought your life would be different. And so, you know, again, Proverbs 13, 12 makes it very clear. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when the desire comes, it's a tree of life. Physical problems, stress and trauma, you know, um, honestly, our brain, if we truly understood the function of it, you know, our brain not only helps us with our heartbeat and our and our walking, but it also impacts our emotions. So literally, we have these neurons going on sending messages in our in our body. And when our brain is using these chemicals called neurotransmitters, they are also responsible for our emotions. So when depression occurs, these chemical messages aren't delivered correctly. Mm -hmm. So I know we're getting a little uh, clinical here, but again, I want people to understand it's such a bodily thing. So basically when depression occurs, we're not getting the levels of serotonin. We're not getting the levels of chemicals that our body needs to function appropriately. It's so interesting because we talked last week about um, just sharing personal stories about what being well and thriving looks like. And we talked about how kind of in our mind, the the true representation of total wellness is just like walking strong in mind, body and spirit. And it's just so interesting that depression affects mind, body and spirit mm-hmm. so completely. All, all three. It's amazing how, um, yeah, it's a total breakdown. And again, I think the part that we need to recognize here is depression hurts us ultimately, but then it begins to hurt our loved ones as well. And that's why programs like this is so important to basically say, say, hey, depression is real. It does impact us in every way. And also, I can't wait for us to talk about, you know, how we can help those who are struggling with depression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. What are some other things that cause depression, Tracy? 
Well, oppression, you know, um, spiritual warfare. And I think um, in our Christian culture, we're becoming more aware of that and accepting that we are at war. And I've been studying a lot on spiritual warfare this summer. And I love what um, Dr. Sanford says. He says, basically, we need to let go of this, I, you know, thinking that we are, that we're supposed to have an easy life. And he said, we are at war. And he said, once we recognize that there's an enemy and that we are on the other side, he said, we just need to accept that there will be hard times, but we win. It says in the Psalms, God will lead us to triumph in every place. So, you know, oppression is a huge thing. I mean, just read Ephesians 6, put on the armor of God. And so the spiritual part of depression it can be handled quickly. It can be handled with putting worship on and prayer and taking our authority in Christ. Mm-hmm. I love what you said about oppression. In studying for week four of this, I looked into the story of Job. And one of the sentences that I read by an article that had been written, um, and it was about why people suffer, was that if we don't always know all the facts when we're in a situation. If Job had known that Satan petitioned to God and said, can I do this? He probably would have been able to say, I'm not going to let you win, Satan. I am going to do everything that I can to prevail through the suffering, and I'm not going to let you get me down. But so often we don't look at it as a supernatural warfare. We just take it personal and think it's between us and God. God's not giving us something. He's not protecting us from something. How could he love me and allow this to happen? But I think we take Satan out of the equation. And really this whole world is about the battle. And we're the pawns and the soldiers in that battle. I completely agree. And I think if we can acknowledge and be aware again that we are at war and declare that the victory is ours, I think like you just said, Sarah, then we will win. And I would say, too, instead of pulling the anger in, the goal is going to be to get the anger out. And I would say let's the one person that we can be angry with and we can shout at is the devil. So a lot of times when I'm struggling or I'm feeling down, the best thing that I can do is not be quiet, is not sit there and suffer, but out loud, speak the word of God out loud, say, Satan, I rebuke you and literally take our authority in Christ. That doesn't mean we don't, we may not need counseling. That doesn't mean we may not need to get our thyroid checked. But bottom line is we can immediately within a matter of seconds, take our spiritual authority and remove oppression from our life because of the blood of Jesus. That's the most simple part of defeating depression is go for the spiritual first. Mm -hmm. I love that. I absolutely love that. And that's what Jesus did when he was tempted in the desert. He had been fasting. So think of that. He didn't have in the nourishment that he needed. And Satan was constantly nipping at him, trying to get him to walk away from what he knew was truth. And what did Jesus do? He rebuked him and he spoke the word of God over to him. And I think we need to follow that and recognize when we feel that oppression, when we feel that attack, 
I would say as a Christian counselor, go there first. Mm-hmm. And I tell clients often, hey, it may, may take time to change your irrational thinking. We may need to look at medication and get a medical checkup for you. But today what we can do is take authority spiritually. Um, another area is sin. You know, when we sin, um, it, it, we feel guilty. You know, the Holy Spirit brings that conviction. And so when we are living in continual sin without repentance, you know, choosing darkness, I know for sure that it will lead us to depression. So when anything is leading us besides God, okay, it's going to bring us to the place of hopelessness. Because again, God created us where only He satisfies. Mm -hmm. And so anything in this world that we turn to is going to lead us to hopelessness because, you know, only Christ can fulfill. Tracy, can I, I want to interrupt and just ask you a question real quick. Um, There's obviously, you've listed probably eight or nine contributing factors to, um, that lead to depression. And you've said that one in three women will get depression. Why then is it so hard to admit that you might be depressed and to get help? Why, why do you think that that is so hard for us women to admit or talk about? Because I've struggled with depression many times in my life. Some have been medicated. Some have been through counseling. So I, I mean, I admit personally, like I, it is a tendency for me to struggle with it, but why in general is it so hard for, for us to do that? Number one, I think, um, as Christians, we, we think we shouldn't struggle with depression. We think, Hey, I love God and I should be able just to pull myself up. And so a lot of times we don't want to acknowledge that possibly we are struggling with depression. And that's why we turn to all of these different things, whether it's busyness, whether it's working out or food or, you know, any addiction of any kind. But I think number one, I think for women, for us to literally say, I struggle, be vulnerable, and acknowledge that we can't be strong all the time, mm-hmm. you know? And I love that song um, that, w- that came out many years ago, that the warrior is a child. And I remember just thinking through, I am a fighter. I am strong. You three ladies are strong. People turn to us for help and seek us for guidance. And yet I am so quick to say, I need help too. So again, for us to acknowledge as women that we may have depression, it, it, we have to admit, you know what? I'm struggling and I can't do this on my own. And we do a lot as women, don't we? Yes. I can. I mean, people are like, do you need help? I'm like, I'm good. You know, I think we just, as women, (laughs) I'll I'll carry all the suitcases. I've got it. But really what depression causes you to do is say, I need help. Hmm. Well, one of the reasons I love having you here is because I think, I I pray and hope that there's at least one woman that hears this and admits that they do need help and they're recognizing that they do need some assistance. Tracy, what are some practical steps and practical applications that people can make um, in the process of defeating depression? Well, the first thing is what we just addressed is acknowledge that you may be depressed, even to give yourself permission to think, could I be struggling with depression? You know, knowing that that this is real and accepting that you're not yourself at this time. 
Um, if you're not able to do the tasks that you're normally able to do, and if you're feeling overwhelmed, um, you know, I think I would say right then and there, acknowledge that this could be something that you may be struggling with. The second thing is, you know, I would say let's identify the stressors and triggers in, in your life at this time. You know, I can look in my life and say, you know, there's so much going on. Well, what are you struggling with? What are the current circumstances that you may be fighting through? And let's say this, even good stress is still stressful. Mm, yeah. It could be building that new house. It could be planning your wedding, you know, or it could be loss or some of those things we've mentioned already. But even good things, you know, can bring stress. And so write down, pull out a piece of paper and write down all the circumstances and stressors that are in your life right now. Just acknowledging that will bring great validation that it's okay. You may be struggling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even as you were saying, good stress, um, you know, having a baby. And I mean, I completely went into postpartum depression after one of my children, um, but that was a great stress. I was something I had waited for for years, but just was a big change, a big change. And you probably felt a lot of guilt about that. I think you're like, what's wrong with me? This mm -hmm. is supposed to be the greatest time in my life. And that's where we struggle as women is just number one saying, it's okay that I'm struggling. Acknowledge it's going on because Monica, there was so much help and hope for you, you know, and mm -hmm. so just accepting that this is something that's temporary that we can get help with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, postpartum is a huge thing um, with women in particular. I mean, our hormones, let's just be real for a second. They, I mean, men have no clue. Clue. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we can feel great one second and then be down in the dumps the next, you know? And so again, having the normal ups and downs is one thing, but when you feel stuck in depression, when you're not able to pull yourself out, you know, I think that's where it's so important. And that's what I do with my clients is what are the what's the stressors and what are the circumstances you're currently going through? And when they list them, they look at it and go, well, no wonder why I'm stressed. Yeah, that's so true. And I think we have such a hard time being honest with ourselves uh, with the good stress. And we think that people are going to think badly of us if we are having depression because of good things in our lives. And life is so much more busy than it has ever been before. Um, there's so much more on women than there ever was before. And we, we, I laugh because there's so many things that are supposed to be simplifying our lives. And yet I feel like it's making us crazier. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to reach out to one another because we feel embarrassed by that. And so I think it's great just saying, hey, the first thing is just acknowledge it. And I know we're going to lead into how we get help and reach out for someone to help us. It may not be a counselor. It could just be a friend, but I'm laughing how God leads things to get or how he links them together. Because yesterday I led in our life group about how you have to have honesty and then you have to have confession. And that confession isn't because you want airing out your dirty laundry. It's through the catharticness of confession that we can get that off of our chest and how much healing can come from that when you do get something off of your chest and you reach out to someone and they have the wisdom to be able to help you through that. 
It's true. Just sometimes getting things off our chest is all we need. You know, I've seen that quote on Facebook lately. Just talking to my best friend is, is all the therapy I need. And so, like you said, Sarah, just get, talking about how we're feeling and acknowledging it can be enough. And then also, like you said, let's acknowledge that there's also help. You know, Proverbs 4, 7, I love this one. The beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom and whatever you get, get insight. Mm. So talk to your friend, talk to your pastor. And if you're still stuck, that's when you call the professional counselor. I also like Proverbs 14, 12. There is a way that seems right to man, but in the end, it leads to death. So again, acknowledge you need some safe counselors around you to help you process. Um, let your loved ones know. You know, with depression, I'll be honest, I want to shut down. I don't want to answer my phone. I just want to keep everyone far away from me. And yet that will feed the depression. What brings me out of depression is reaching out and telling one of you, hey, listen, I've been struggling. Can you pray with me? Can I process some things with you? And, you know, one of my biggest things that I tell every client is, when did you last have a, a medical checkup? Because we have thyroid issues. We have hormonal issues. There's so much going on that we need to be checked, you know, check out. And I just want to say this, that make sure if you do need to get professional help, that you seek a licensed professional counselor. Mm. You know, just as you would not want to go to a surgeon who doesn't have his degree. I would also say make sure that you seek out someone who truly understands depression, works with that, and, you know, can help you be pulled out. Um, because again, we've got to get the anger out. And I know in our part two, we're going to be talking more about that. But there's so much hope, there's so much help, but we've got to learn how to get the anger out. And we need to address all three areas, mind, body, and spirit. Mm, so good. So good. Tracy, thank you so much. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Tracy, would you pray for us today to close us out? And then love. we're so excited to have you back next week to continue and to really wrap up this topic. Because this is just the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> it's There's so much information that... Um, it can be overwhelming, but I can't wait. Thank you for having me again next week. And we're going to be looking at the different types of depression. We'll look at temperaments and yeah, how do we help someone that we love struggling with depression? So great. Awesome. Well, Father, we just love you. And Jesus, I just pray right now for anyone listening who may be struggling with depression. God, I know what it feels like to be stuck in that pit. And yet you promise in Psalm 40, God, that you will pull us out of that pit. Lord, you will put our feet on solid ground that many will see us and they will put their trust in you. Father, I ask that you would literally right now um, just even show women 
that they may be struggling and may they just run to you with it. Lord, that it's okay. We don't have to have it all together. Lord, it's okay if we fall apart as long as we fall apart at your feet. So Jesus, will you just wrap your arms around them? Or will you help them to share with those close to them that they that they may be struggling? Will you bring all the provision they need? Lord, um, counselors and pastors and friends and even seek their doctor for help, Lord. And I just thank you that there's hope. Lord, I am living proof that depression does not have to take you out. Lord, that you are greater than anything. You are greater than anything that would come against us. So Father, I pray hope and I pray life over every woman listening today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you for listening to the Beecast. We would love to hear from you. Hit us up on Twitter and Facebook. Just search Be Still Be Free. And of course, check out our website, www.bestillbefree.com.